Hi, I'm Regan. I'm Marie. And you're listening to POV from Two Wing Three. Hello, everyone. Welcome back. Today's podcast is going to be like Marie's was last week. If you haven't listened to that episode, please do. Her vulnerability truly floored me, and I am so grateful for her gift of self to all of us. So when I was brainstorming topics to fly solo, one of my good friends suggested that I discuss how I maintained and grew my relationship with God in college. I thought that was a great idea. So before I begin, I have a couple of disclaimers and notes. First, it is important to acknowledge my experience as a Christian one and specifically Catholic. All faiths and backgrounds are welcome to this conversation as God expresses God's self in endless ways. Additionally, while my faith has grown and experienced ups and downs, I have worked for SJU Campus Ministry since my freshman year. That consistent and supportive environment, along with the expectation that I am a leader and example on campus, makes my story slightly different than most people's faith journey. Regardless, I hope you will be able to resonate with even one bit of reflection. And if you want more support, Campus Ministry is always a listening ear and can provide numerous resources for your faith journey. Second, I have always been told I help others grow in faith or am a model of faith. And honestly, that always shocks me a little bit. Mostly because I don't see my faith as groundbreaking or supplemental. It is truly integral to who I am but also because my relationship with God is just something I do and something I put forth effort into and I'm also very passionate about. Of course, it is very affirming to hear that I help other people with their faith and I'm truly glad that God can profoundly touch others through God's guidance in me. Third, my experience is one experience. It is complex and unique and most definitely different from everyone else's. It is no better than anyone else's, and it is no worse than anyone else's. It is my own, and by sharing it, I seek to provide some solidarity and understanding, as well as hope. Additionally, I am in constant flux and growth, and I by no means try to have the answers, nor will I tell you that I have the answers. I would be doing you a disservice if I provided answers, because God is a mystery. Let's keep her that way. Finally, If faith or religion is difficult for you to talk about or experience, you are welcome here. It can be extremely difficult to have these conversations if you don't feel you have the experience necessary to have them. And necessary in quotation marks there. It's not true. Who you are, where you've been, and your experience with spirituality is so valuable. No matter how much you think you have, no matter how little you think you have, it is valuable. Jesus is infinite compassion. You do not need to change who you are to be worthy. And no human being gets to decide if you are worthy or not, especially me. So welcome to the table. It is wonderful to have you. So let's get into it. To go about this, I wanted to break down into a series of points and understandings what worked for me rather than spewing my college story at you. So this is the question that I'm going to keep going back to. How did I maintain and grow my relationship with God in college? Here we go. Number one, I maintained and grew my relationship with God in college by being vulnerable. 
So my number one thing is let your voice be heard, question everything, be vulnerable. It can be extremely difficult to maintain a faith life at college. In my own limited experience, I've observed that many people, including myself, question, doubt, and feel shame around their faith life or religious affiliation in college because they have been told that there is only one way to express it. In order to, quote, maintain a faith life, it has to look exactly how it was in high school or like everybody else's. But that is not true. I am a theology minor, and it is one of the best decisions I've ever made. It challenges me, and it causes me to grow every single day. It makes me extremely uncomfortable, but I am so okay with that. Our theology department at CSBSJU does an outstanding job of exposing students in its program to diverse voices and opinions. And if there's anything that I've learned from my theology classes, it's that every single person's spirituality is different and valuable. God speaks in and through you. God expresses God's self in everyone. God is an infinite mystery. When we put God in a box, we put ourselves in a box too. Because if God's in you, then there you go. Boxes all around, right? Um, So by default, your faith life cannot be the same as anyone else's or how anyone tells you it should be. Because God is expressing God's self in you, we would be at a loss if we didn't get to see that part of God. So whatever questions you have, ask them. They can be paralyzing and can totally shut you down. So take it one step at a time. Ask one question for a month, for a year. Just ponder it. See what happens. Ask it for a day if that's what it takes to. <laughs> so, and the, or if you want to move on from a question, do it. See what it takes to get you to where you want to be, no matter where that is. You have so much to offer the global faith community and your own local community. That is how the Christian and spiritual community moves forward, by sharing ourselves. Because if God is expressing God's self in everyone, then we can't hold back from each other. We need to share the good, bad, and the ugly in order to learn and grow from one another. That is how we hear the voice of the Holy Spirit and encounter God daily in community. No one is alone. Acknowledging and being vulnerable about where we are at is so important to maintaining a relationship with God. Let me put it this way. It's a relationship. It will not be perfect. God is not asking you to be perfect. Strive to be yourself, meaning your unique expression of God's self. So how do you apply this? Here's some things that work for me. So start having conversations with friends. Faith is talked about much less than it should be, and those convos are usually the most fruitful and life-giving itching to be had. Most often, the most difficult conversations are the best. Even if you disagree on points, you can still provide wisdom to each other. And isn't that beautiful? God is constantly calling us forward into newness. In order to do that, we must be challenged. Second thing that works for me is being open to recognizing that God 
more often than not, appears in the ways we least expect. So if you're praying for something and you're looking, 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 it could be right under your nose. Look for resources and readings that can help you explore spirituality. I personally have some resources from all of my theology classes, and I can most definitely point you in a direction that could help you with the questions that you may have. And I have a lot of theology friends and a lot of theology profs here on campus that are so incredibly understanding and they are so compassionate and they are more than willing to answer any questions you have, to grab a coffee with you, to provide you with readings to help you, even prayers. So that is my first thing. Be vulnerable in your faith. Be okay with the nitty gritty because that is where we encounter God. How did I maintain and grow my relationship with God in college? This is number two. By taking God respectfully off the pedestal and ditching the perfectionism. I will say that again. We need to take God off the pedestal and ditch the perfectionism. This point comes from the usual response to religion and spirituality Well, I'm just not that type of person. That breaks my heart into a thousand pieces when I hear that. Because you are that type of person. God is not for any specific type of person. You were created by God and for God. Not for anyone else's idea of what God is or who God is. Because God is God and we cannot change God. Only you and God know how to relate to each other. Taking God off the pedestal we tend to put God on allows a more open and natural relationship. And when I really think or meditate upon this, it becomes clear to me that it is necessary to take God off of the pedestal. In my theology and limited experience, here's why. I'm going to break it down for you. We are led to believe that in order to be loved by God, we have to strive for perfect holiness. When in reality, God is asking us to live wholeheartedly, to be our full and authentic selves, and to treat others the same way, encouraging them to be their best selves. This comes from theology around what it means to be created. Thomas Merton wrote a meditation on this topic. I will paraphrase it. He says, God created trees to be trees. Trees are holy because they are doing exactly what God created them to do. When we apply this to being human, that means to courageously, authentically, and wholeheartedly live as yourself. God already knows who we are truly, deep down. So why pretend to be someone we are not with God? You do not have to be perfect to have a relationship with God. All God is asking is that we be our full, authentic selves, whoever that may be. When we do this, we are recognizing God's role as creator and our own role as created. In being our full, authentic selves, we are giving God the utmost respect. We're acknowledging, you made me this way, God. Here you go. Here is it all back. Here is my gratefulness for you making me the way I am. 
And that's all that God is asking for. Here are some ways to apply this that work for me. Understand that your relationship with God is absolutely your own and different from everyone else's. It does not need to look like anyone else's. Explore different types of prayer. Personally, I love to pray with the Psalms. There is one for every emotion and they all end in hope. I've discovered that I also love to meditate. Usually for about 25 minutes, that's when I can get into it, but also I'm not falling asleep. So (laughs) I constantly talk to God throughout the day as well. Um, That's always been a gift that I have thanked God for because something that I've noticed in recent years that I am constantly talking to God. God is part of my every movement. Um, I'm, I think it become, it comes from a awareness of God around me, to quote a Benedictine value. So another way to apply taking God respectively off the pedestal and ditching that perfectionism is to realize that formality is distant. Personally, I refer to God as a friend, um, Mary as mom or sister, and sometimes Jesus as my dude. (laughs) I will also usually say I'm going to visit with God. In meditation, Jesus and I are usually sitting in nature or chatting or slow dancing if I just need some peace. In doing this, it takes the formality out of that relationship with God and replaces it with intimacy. Intimacy meaning honesty and fullness of self. I find that in having a more intimate relationship with God, I'm making that relationship my own and what God wants it to be, and it helps me to be my full self. And I end up having a better grasp on the liturgy and enjoying it more deeply when I go. I also say this phrase many times a day. You are God. I am not God. And I think another way to apply this phrase is the Our Father. So the first half, if you're familiar, or if you're not, let's go through it. So the first half of the Our Father is Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. That entire first half is saying, you are God. It's saying, God is God. The second half, give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. And that part is saying, I am not God. Isn't that beautiful? That the Our Father itself, you can break it down into a simple, simple phrase. It's a simple idea. You're acknowledging that you are not in control, and that is okay. It's a very interesting take on a familiar prayer. And for me, it's very reassuring because it takes the pressure off. And it helps me to realize that I don't need to be controlling everything. It's pointless. It also helps me remember that God is the source of it all. Number three, let's ask it again. How did I maintain and grow my relationship with God in college? 
To quote Olaf from Frozen 2, change is mocking us with her beauty. Something I've grown from hating to love hating is change, growth, and challenge. I've gone through ups and downs in my faith life and college career like everyone else. It's a natural part of college. You grow so much as a person in every aspect. And of course, a lot of that growth can be painful. When I'm going through it, I'm so dramatic. (laughs) I huff and I puff and complain and get angry with God. But when I come out of it, I look back and I see the value in it. It becomes so easy to blame God because I think we have the notion in our minds that with God, everything will be perfect and easy. Not true. Absolutely not true. We live in an imperfect world in which things are always out of our control. And becoming who we need to be requires growth. Growth requires growing pains. Yikes. I have experienced personal ups and downs throughout college. Each one has taught me more and more that the bad times were the most formative. And then we can put bad times there in quotes. I look back on them with fondness now, knowing all the hard work, pain, and self-reflection I went through. Of course, it doesn't mean that I jump at the chance to go through hell in order to grow. It just means that when I am going through things, or I don't get what I want, or what I thought God wanted for me, I am much better about keeping things in perspective, trusting that God is teaching me something. And God is helping me to become who God created me to be. I am by no means saying, oh, just suck it up. It'll all be okay. It's happening for a reason. Hurl. Toxic positivity is not our friend. What I am saying is that both acknowledging the suckiness of a rough patch and seeing the value in the bad times, especially seeing how they make us better versions of ourselves, is what is important to our faith lives. When we see how change and growth shaped us, we can better understand what God is truly planning for us and ultimately that God is looking out for us. So yes, change really does mock us with her beauty. (laughs) Here are some ways to apply this. One of my most comforting mottos I say almost every day is God, help me to unite my will with yours. In doing this, I am reminded that God's vision of who I am created to be is so much greater than whatever I could think of. And I am asking for the grace that whatever I may want is already what God wants for me. So instead of demanding, God, I want this, make it work for me, I'm turning it around and saying, you want this. I'll make it work for you, God. The amount of peace and trust I feel after humbling, humbly asking that is so indescribable. Another way to apply change is mocking us with her beauty is when I'm feeling particularly overwhelmed, anxious, depressed, sad, etc., I love to say this prayer that I learned in high school. It was written by the mystic St. Teresa of Avila. Sometimes I will meditate or pray with one or two lines. It is a truly beautiful prayer. 
I will close with it. So please prepare yourself for prayer or silence with the divine in the manner that best suits you. Let nothing disturb you. Let nothing frighten you. All things pass away. God never changes. Patience obtains all that it strives for. Those who have God find they lack nothing. God alone suffices. Amen. Thank you so much for joining me today. I hope you were able to relate to something and even came up with your own ideas on how to explore your spirituality in a new way. If you ever need me, I am just a text, email, Snapchat, Insta DM, or phone call away. I am so, so willing to provide a listening ear and to be a friend in solidarity on the journey with you. See you next time on POV from Two Wing Three.